0: Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake changes his mind. Chuck plays rock, paper, scissors. And we have our first guest of season three of Triple P. Chuck, how we doing today, my
1: friend, how we doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. And I did play a lot of rock, paper, scissors, and Pretty good
0: yes, at it. Yes. That's what you were telling me beforehand. Uh, um, I guess you should start probably start playing Dan every week, right? <laughs> I do need to play Dan. It was
1: basically a draw four card for me this week. So let's go. Um I threw rock the entire time, too. So <laughs> why were you throwing rock the entire time? Was that maybe
0: thematic or something? Uh, yeah,
1: if if you didn't look at my Twitter post uh of my deck, then you would if you did, you would have saw that I played Stone VMAX. And uh because I was playing rock paper scissors, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna throw a rock all day, <laughs> even as my Pokemon." So, uh, yeah,
0: man, yeah. I wish I'd have known that because I would have definitely picked that up and been throwing paper the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, as uh, I was, I thought they they started picking it up later in the day. Um, mm-hmm. My last opponent kind of knew that that was what I was gonna do. So he did get me a few times on the Dan's that I did play on him. He was right. the only one that picked it up, but uh, he was also playing rapid strike Urshifu. So uh, he did not have a fun
0: time because he does not do a lot of damage. To Stone no, <laughs> no, doesn't do a lot of damage and it's a lot of effort to put damage out there. So yeah. <laughs> Reggie's kind of doing the thing. So how <laughs> did Dan affect your play? i obviously you said it was mostly a draw four, but um, how did you do on the day? Did it did it ruin your day, kind of like Hop did, uh, or did you actually have a little bit more success? Um, so uh, I had a little bit more success. I, w- I actually
1: finished second place with uh, the deck. I went four one. Let's um, do it. I took I basically took Stonejourner, like what you would and took out every all the schoolgirls and an Avery and put in four Dan. So I still had the Kabu, right because I, that's I,
0: actually pretty solid because like, I mean, schoolgirl um, does draw you cards, but it's not that much better than Dan, especially yeah. if you're winning your, your rock, paper, scissor game. It's actually better. Yeah. that's um, uh, Yeah. Relatively the same. Uh, but Dan
1: did come in clutch when I wanted, when, when I would win, uh, he got me some cards, but uh, I just, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, no, I was the only one playing stonejourner. I, my only loss was to a grass deck because that yes. just loses to grass decks. What what grass deck uh, did you play against? Uh Because oh. <laughs> I apparently have I, I have Toledo uh, on the Lilligan page, so there's always someone there playing. Right? Grass. What
0: did what you're you what are you doing to these guys? <laughs> hey he he did pretty good for the day. I know but, no that's that's um, awesome though. He did he was at the
1: end of the day going hey I was, I was the only one that beat that deck. So um he had a little bit of clout. Right. So, but that was my awesome. weekend, uh, fun playing Stonejourner, uh, definitely made some people mad, but it was fun. <laughs>
0: That's what Pokemon. Uh, about. How was your week? Uh, it was great. Um, lots to talk about already. It's still, um, we're recording a little early um, this week because next week is going to be at work wise. It's just going to be crazy and I don't really have time. Uh, so I do appreciate um, Chuck and our guest for coming on early, but this is was a really good start of the weekend. Uh, starting the weekend with our locals, um, I two things about that. Um, one, I need to give uh, our local Steve and Mike a big, big shout out because they got the two cards I was definitely trying to go for for my collection, my personal collection. I got uh, so Mike traded me that the fourth, my fourth gold level ball. So now I have the full page of gold balls. Um, so I'm really happy about that. And then Steve traded me the Rosa. Um, because you know I've been trying to go for that for so long um and finally got that in into my uh, collection binder um, so I'm super pumped um also was trying out ice Rider again um even though I like last week said I you know I prefer straight Palkia over there and I kind of changed my mind uh my opinion um I, I guess it's kind of this change kind of not um so if you're playing the drizzle shady dealings um you absolutely, I don't think Ice Rider is that deck. Um, if you're playing other draw supporters, like the barrel, um, like Celebrations, Mew, uh, Crobat, things like that, where you can naturally draw into energies, I've 100% percent 180 on my opinion, and Ice Rider is viable there. Um, is Ice Rider still the play right now? I don't know, because there's still a lot of Mew, and you, know, you still see those Stone Stonejourners and other things pop up, so maybe, maybe not. Um, but I did change my opinion um, at least slightly uh, when it comes to ice rider. Oh, I hope, I hope to see you come around a little bit more. Right. I, right. Still, I can admit I'm, when I'm, wrong, on. I'm, can I'm,
1: on. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the high.
0: I don't know if it's, it's a hundred percent, the choice going into the next week, but um, yeah, we'll see. Um, and then one last thing, I know I'm kind of going a little long on this before we jump into our awesome guest. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to my son, Brody, um, which is his, uh, he's actually going to go, uh to um uh, Baltimore with us and he's gonna play his first regionals uh, you know as as a junior and he went to locals today. Um uh, we just got back. Um he went to one he was playing Mew. I thought it was a pretty, you know, a good deck um to help him with sequencing and in in hand thinning and all that kind of stuff. So um he was loving it until he ran into a person that played Path to the Peak and then his face just dropped. <laughs> so um I mean, I I think he's he's liking it so far. He was pumped. Um, he did beat a dark deck too, so he was very happy, uh, you know, going going there. So got a good practice in for him, and he's definitely motivated to play some more, um, you know, leading up to Baltimore and, and kind of joining me in the journey um, this season. Yeah,
1: that that's great. I'm I'm excited to see him playing, and he'll fall fall down the hill
0: of hating path to the peak when he's playing that deck. So right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a necessary evil in the game, um, but at least we have no chaos. Well, right now. Uh, So (laughs) so things like that are viable. Um, All right. But that's enough about uh, myself, uh, you uh, and everything. Uh, We have an awesome guest Um, and not the first time she's joined us, um, but she is the first guest. Like I said, into the intro of our third season. So I want to welcome back to the podcast, Gumi Gumi. How are we doing, my friends? Doing great.
2: Just home from uh, running the first official back in real life pre-release.
0: Let's go. I'm I'm excited to hear about that, and we'll definitely have to talk about that. Um, but you know, for all maybe our, our newer listeners, um, I know we have a lot of awesome new um, you know blood in the game right now. Um, kind of. Give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and your your Pokemon journey a little bit.
2: Well, I'm Gumi Gumi, Pokemon professor, artist, fanatic, you name it. Um, I've been hooked on Pokemon for all 26 years strong. Mm -hmm. And um, anything that I can get my hands on Pokemon wise, not only merch per se, but activities wise, such as regionals um, or any small local opportunities, I love to get involved in.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I and mean, I know you're you're great for your local community, but also just like the, the community at large. Um your your presence, even just in the time frame that I've known you online, has grown tremendously. And I love seeing the success. And it's just because of uh, you know your your love and passion for the game, and it definitely shows. And I think it makes you one of the most enjoyable content creators um out there. Um and you just because of that reason alone. So I want to give you props Thank you. there. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Absolutely means a lot.
0: Well, for sure. Um, like I said, uh, this is not your first time on the podcast, and we normally have a you know a standard set of questions for um, those who join the first time. But you've already answered those, um, except for one, because the last time you were on, we had a different standard for. We did change, mm-hmm. so I want to start this off by giving yeah. you one of our new standard four. Okay. And I'll
1: plug. I'll plug. If you want to listen to her first standard four questions, go back and listen to the other episode
0: yes 100 <laughs> 100 i can't i can't yeah uh, that one was one of my favorites as well so uh, <laughs> as you get me off in the side tangent there chuck um, i'm gonna start I'm this, good at yeah, I'm, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm gonna start this uh, off by asking you what is your favorite pokemon tcg memory you PCG? said you said you've been in here since the beginning uh-huh. so i want to hear this there is a lot of <laughs> a lot of memories i'm sure
2: yeah um tcg specifically yes oh man we,
0: if you we're gonna say tcg specifically but you can also tell us you're you're just in general it can be a two-parter
2: um
0: you could tell us much as a little specifically it's
2: tough but i know i know i can name a favorite memory overall okay let's start
0: see. we'll start there give yourself some time on the tcg
2: so this was um, Pokemon Go Community Day for Turtwig. Uh, this was all before the pandemic. And I've got this local Pokemon Go family that we go hunting around with. And we decided to celebrate a su- successful community day by doing um, an, a dinner outing at Korean barbecue. And after we finished the meal, we all got out. And I'm kind of the, the mom of the group, which might not surprise many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also quite sure everybody else is much taller than me. And they're all talking at me. But looking past me, and I'm far too short to look over the rows of, that happened to be a rows of like Ford 1500s <laughs> and whatnot. That I, can, I just can't look over the large trucks. I'm like, what are, you, what are you all looking at? And they're like, mom, there's a van. And I'm like, okay, we're in a parking lot. So of course there'd be a van. They're like, no, 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 a Pokemon van. And I was like do you want to check it out and all of their faces lit up there's about 10 adults all together and i was like all right let's go check it out and um we look around the parking lot and then i can finally see turn in the corner the van itself and this thing is decked out with pokemon decorations and advertisements all over it and the window starts rolling down and as soon as i see a face or at least eyes peek out over the window rolling down i book it for the van and it was like oh my Ma- mom knows the strangers <laughs> don't side note i'm a family-friendly stream so if any kids are listening never run up and approach vehicles like i did just then um but i ran up and it is the one the only mr raichu with his lovely mama june right next to him and they were also hunting for turt wigs right. um and this is memorable because it has my pokemon go family involved in it and mr raichu and mama june who are my strongest supporters as professors and getting me um well rooted into the community amongst professors and this was the moment where i finally said yes i will become a professor i'm not balancing 40 hours of work and 40 hours of school work mm-hmm. together um, and i'm an all or nothing which i've mentioned uh, on the previous episode that i got to be featured on um, and the rest is history from there
0: no, that's awesome. But it wasn't a stranger. No, it wasn't a stranger. It wasn't a stranger. That's awesome.
1: That is yeah. a cool, cool story. All right, um, Chuck, are we going to let her off the hook or are we going to? We can let her off the hook. That was all right. The, <laughs> and it, it involved Mr. Raichu. That involves TCG because Mr. Raichu yep. is,
0: he is. He is the guy. He is the yep. guy when it comes I, to the West coast. And I
2: mean, when I pulled up to the car and his window was rolled, scrolled down, he said, Hey, gooms, are you available next week to help run my league while I'm out of town? <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I can do that. So that's how I got into yep. it. Yep. Hands on right away.
0: <laughs> See, that's how the, that's how the TCG works. Right. So yep. um, awesome. Very awesome. All
1: right. So that is, it. that is a very good transition then. Talking about Mr. Raichu and judging, uh, and to asking our next question, because you did go all in and and become a professor, and then eventually got to the point of judging on stream during a regional where everyone watching the million, the masses watching the TCG Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitch and, and YouTube get to see. So, how was that experience?
2: That was definitely something else, Um, (laughs) because there's so so many layers to this story, this answer here, Um, mostly because, and as my review went, because if you are a professor, you will be reviewed by your head judge your your team lead whomever um because they'll be keeping a good eye on you and that's somebody that you can always touch base with throughout the event um and build a good relationship with and at the end of all of uh, the vancouver bc regionals i sat down with my head judge shout out to to jimmy and he's like hey you were absolutely fantastic and you're always going to be my first pick for stream judging which came at quite the surprise for me but he approached me on day zero for the Mm -hmm. event saying I know you're always streaming, you clearly know the rules and how all the cards work. And this is our first event with this team coming back from the pandemic for an IRL event. Do you feel comfortable being one of my stream judges? And I said, yes, absolutely. Um, What he found out at the review was that was my first time ever at a regionals as official staff.
0: There we go. All the the previous
2: times I was walk on volunteer. Or, um, and either I knew I was going into an event because Raichu, for example, asked me to, hey, uh, we could just really use an extra hand. Can you show up Saturday, whatever, and help us out? Yeah, of course. Or I'm hanging out and they're like, hey, can you help us? And just, I go from just being a casual spectator playing side events to actually helping out. Um, So yeah, my head judge, um, if you've ever seen somebody poop themselves that was a visual expression that i saw and i was like well this is my first event actually as staff
3: right and
2: he was like i am so sorry for feeding you to the wolves but honestly it was a fantastic opportunity um stream judging is actually quite difficult especially if you're short um (laughs) i must say because the players sit um like their closest cards to you are which are their prizes are three feet away from you because Mm -hmm. they want everything to look great on camera, which is what we want. We want that amazing energy and vibe and everything will look amazing. And um, so the prize cards are three feet away from me. So the players are just a little bit further than that. And being short, um, they keep the judge chairs at a particular height so that you can be seen by the cameras. But it's really hard to look over um, the communication device that they provide for you, which is a Surface Pro and um so trying to see over everything take my own notes and juggling juggling everything that's happening and um with the the stress and pressure of being on camera too right but it's it's a lot of fun it's a great opportunity um i would say that if anybody gets the opportunity um, to be selected to be a stream judge, um, I highly recommend um, for professors who got Professor University, where you can take seminars or online classes by yourself. Um, there's one on stream judge note taking, and I highly recommend that um, it just allows so you can take quick notes that are easy to reference saying like, yes, they already attached touched energy this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, they use their supporter, et cetera. Um, that was something that was definitely my weakest spot was my note taking itself, uh, for the live event, because you don't want to miss anything as a judge, right? But you also have to make sure that you can backtrack everything that happened. If that judge call is needed.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. I, it, there's a lot to juggle. I would imagine, especially being on camera, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean I, before I go too much on a tangent I do I do want to tangent a little bit and you said it's hard for a shorter person did they give you something to sit you or to, to prop you up a little bit more
2: like no, a, you they, an like,
0: extra pillow or something no <laughs> I
2: had I had a chair like I currently have like just a nice little wheelie chair yeah. that was scooted up but I'm still just short enough that I'm looking over the surface going wow this is some good good sight plus you get that camera the the lighting glare too off of some cards, depending right. on if the sleeves are matte or not.
0: Right. No, that's that's awesome. I i just remember watching the Vancouver regionals. Um, uh, you know, I was testing for whatever regional was next for us, um, and kind of just having it on the background. I just remember looking up randomly. I'm like, oh, there's Gooby. I didn't even expect her to be <laughs> gonna be there. Um, but like I like you told me it was your first regional. So I didn't know necessarily if you were going to be selected, but obviously first round draft pick, um, like all-star like Sidney Crosby level, obvious, uh, player (laughs) to throw on there. So, um, props (laughs) to you for for that.
2: (laughs) Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. I had a lot of firsts at that regionals, but I wouldn't trade that whole experience for the
0: world. Definitely. Um, talking about that first, um, awesome experience. Um, I want to talk about, um, worlds and how that was in London. I'm sure there's going to be um, a lot of little subcategories we can go to. You're the first person we've talked to um, on the cast uh, about worlds in that experience this season. Um, so how was it? Um, I mean, what were your first impressions, I guess?
2: Um, just wow. They went all out. Before I even got to the main venue for it, everything around me was decked out in Pokemon. There's even a teddy bear, a, an oversized teddy bear in the hotel lobby mm-hmm. with a Pokemon hat on. And uh, as you got up to to the check-in to the hotel, they had supporter card artwork all over the table, um, Pokemon-themed envelopes to give to each professor. Um, There were even uh, 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 different touristy attractions that were decorated to be Pokemon-themed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it, it was just breathtaking just visually, even before walking into the venue.
0: Wow, that's crazy! Like I, I heard I'm, I could have heard incorrectly here, but there was, was there a sky trolley outside too? Yes,
2: yes, it literally, literally just feet away from the hotel where they had the professors.
0: That's crazy! So that really kind of thematic to the Sword and Shield video game, right? I forget what city yes. it is that has it. So I was like, wow, that just really kind of ties into the Sword and Shield theme um, on the outside there. So that's just another layer, I guess. It just really impressive
2: yeah so for that building uh itself they redecorated the sign so all the o's in the name were pokeballs mm-hmm. and then they redesigned the sign itself um that's for the cable car to be corvinite cable cars oh, geez. if anybody is following me on instagram you can find it um, yeah. on my ig in a recorded story um but it was just absolutely amazing
0: no so. that that's so crazy and i i I'm sad that I didn't go, but I got to live vicariously through you and others um, in this community, just being able to kind of share that experience even here, here in, uh, here in the States.
2: Yeah.
1: What uh, I mean, I was one that definitely, you know, followed uh, the pictures you shared and everything like that. And then it was, it was living vicariously, like Jake said, through, through those. Um, but they, what were your, your kind of like favorite moments? And if, uh, did you play anything? Like, did, did you get to play any while you were there? Or were you working the whole time or
2: so the next another interesting thing, slash first, more more firsts, so many firsts this year for me. Um, this was my first worlds I got to attend. And Jake, you know how stubborn I can be because we've played Unite together. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but um I was absolutely determined while I was not accepted as staff or invited as staff. I said, I'm going to get myself there and I will walk on as a volunteer and I will be selected. And not, not speaking like overly confident or anything, but just pure you stubbornness. Know, you
0: still <laughs> need to have some confidence in yourself. I mean, yes. I love that.
2: I have, I have faith in my skills. Right. Um, and I was one of three total walk on volunteers to participate every single day and be welcomed back on the final day of Worlds with a special approval from the head of Pokemon.
0: Let's go. That's (laughs) so awesome to hear. Nice. (laughs) So you worked the whole, the whole. I uh, did,
2: I worked the whole event. um, So I was like, oh yeah, so my specialty is TCG. And they said, fantastic. Uh, Day one of the event, they only had one professor for VG, unfortunately for side Hmm. events. For just doing like quick eight-man pod tournaments or whatever and they end up having to need a particular skill that he had in another area and they said well well, there goes our vg professor what do we have next and i said well i did once upon a time play vg competitively and they said okay gooms gooms is the next best bet so i got (laughs) moved over from tcg to vg and judging that and learning how to debug things and everything on the go um and then just left and right i was pulled from anything that I was doing to help and translate for people, because we did not have a Japanese translator inside.
0: Wow! Wow! So, yep. so you were you were that translator?
2: So I was translating between players who spoke Japanese and English, uh, you know, Japanese to English and things like that to helping customers who were maybe um, didn't understand what it was that they signed up for and were requesting a refund or mm-hmm. just had individual questions in particular towards different side events or the main event itself. So they'd be like, hey Gumi, we need you. Right. Um, but it was, it was frustrating to say the least for um, the first day trying to practice my Japanese because my Japanese has gotten so bad not living around any family members for over 10 years who speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. To the point where in my dreams, all my family members are speaking to me in Japanese and I am frustrated and speaking only in English. I cannot come up with the words, but I can understand them in my dreams. Right. Um, So it was a a greatly needed experience for myself. A great wake up call to getting the rust off the wheels. And day day two came along and I was ready for all these translations back in the game. And it felt really good. Um, So... Hopefully, it didn't just benefit Pokemon Company by having a a random translator inside or wherever else I was thrown away, because I also got to be special selected um, for the open as a judge for junior division. Ooh, okay. um, Where they also utilized me as both a judge and a translator. um, But to be able to know that with the big announcement that they did at the end, that I really should be polishing up on my reading as well for Japanese. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> well, we have a whole nother year. Um, and we can go into go into the next worlds a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, nothing but time. So a lot of really awesome firsts for you, you know, with the regionals, um, the ice, or you know, the the worlds. Um, I'm really glad that you got selected um and got to get, you know, your feet wet on that stage as well. And just kind of, you know, throwing yourself out there um into you know the the judge community. Um, you know, outside just your, you know, the West Coast, um, which you guys are definitely respected, but it's just, it's just great to see, you know, you, you kind of just engulf yourself in in the community and and have success. So I'm very, very happy about that.
2: Thank you. And
1: I, I, uh, I appreciate the hard work story of, you know, getting myself out there and, and then became a much needed commodity while you're there. Like, I mean, you were, uh, they were probably very happy that, Gumi Gumi came across (laughs) i'm gonna work this event let me in (laughs) that's exactly what happened
2: (laughs) and the crazy thing is according to pokemon go which it doesn't always have the most accurate step counter Mm -hmm. i walked over 50 miles or 72 kilometers during my time at worlds wow Uh, yeah
0: (laughs) yeah, that's a lot of moving around oh yeah for sure
1: (laughs) um i've seen the judges move in during those are big events i assume worlds is just as hectic if not 100 percent more right
2: especially if you're working sides and being pulled around left and right for translations on top of it
1: <laughs> yeah what, what i mean because yeah, that's probably the, mo- the most international event that they have
3: mm-hmm. so
1: um especially with the japanese players that would come because they would probably came in spades um was that hectic with a lot of languages like just being thrown around or was it mostly just like the Japanese translations that needed to happen? Cause I know Europe's kind of getting on a, on a, like a, on a single language kind of thing, but.
2: Um, so for these international events, they do uh, bring on translators. Um, one small hiccup was that they did not um, bring on a Chinese translator, which was mm. unfortunate. However, we got extremely lucky because there was a professor which Uh, They were registered as a judge for the event, but we absolutely needed their translation skills. So big shout outs to them for for saying, yes, I can step up and do this because they spoke both Mandarin and Cantonese as well as English. So to be a three-way translator like that was very handy and helpful. Um, And the way they help keep things organized as far as um, visuals go um, is that uh, traditional staff members will be wearing red. I was volunteer, so I wore yellow. Uh, your leads will be wearing purple and then your translators are wearing blue. Mm
3: -hmm. So it's
2: very easy to see Mm -hmm. who you need and pick them out of the crowd. Um, So blue shirt, you know, you can go to, there's a, they had a professor's discord where you can summon saying like, Hey, I need this translator at this section and a translator would be summoned. Um, In my case, because I was a judge and then as a last resort Japanese translator for the juniors for the open um i will say this is my first time on a big level where i got to judge for juniors Mm -hmm. and juniors i would say are much more difficult to work with than masters which actually surprises a lot of people until you bring up the fact that as juniors it's a little bit more difficult just to talk and communicate and tell Mm -hmm. your side of the story so sometimes just trying to get them to talk it needs a little bit of encouragement um let alone for them to raise their hand and call for a judge like hey something's not right here or I have questions and that can be really intimidating especially in a foreign country exactly. around foreign languages um but uh again as a, as i was the judge and translator if you had to be summoned and you were kind of a, a swing worker like i was i was either there as a judge or there as a translator at the table mm-hmm. i could not do the translations and the judging
0: it makes sense. There's just a lot going on, so you need, yeah, it, it, that. Yes, yeah. that and would it, be a at once.
2: Yeah, and also it helps add some balance so that you can have that one judge to rely on um, without any sense of unease amongst the other players. Of well, mm. maybe the translator is saying something that's being missed or whatever. It's all being handled through the judge directly.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, well, before we kind of jump off of Worlds, and uh, you said you were um, judging for the Open for the Juniors. Uh, what were mm-hmm. Are there any calls that you had to make um, that stood out or were a little bit um, maybe uncomfortable, but, you know, um, you had to do?
2: Ooh, the most uncomfortable one, and everybody can feel this one, was a player at the beginning of round three um, split a sleeve on one of their cards. Mm -hmm. This player had a blinged out deck. And unfortunately, no extra sleeves on them. And so I had to give them the option of either being able to quickly get a new set of sleeves or de-sleeving their entire deck.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And you can Please. just see
2: the heartbreak because all the cards have to match. You right. can't you know, give the okay for one mismatched sleeve or whatever. And so this poor kid had to de-sleeve his entire blinged out deck, including full art boss's orders right gold ordinary rod ah, this like be... my heart broke for this kiddo but right. i mean i, I understand said, yeah yeah it, i mean it happens but as heartbroken as he was i said hey right after this round it's lunch time go find dad both of you can go find sleeves and he's like i'm gonna do that yeah <laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah, that was I mean,
2: that was my hardest one that I had to deliver. Just because you can feel any player can feel the pain. Even their opponent felt right, awful. Right.
0: I had one when I went to I think it was Indianapolis. I was playing against a guy, and he did the same thing. Although it was unfortunate because the like it, when it split, the card fell, and then like it creased it, and it was a bling card. Oh no! And, like it, he it, like it. I don't know exactly how it happened, but it like like the the sleeve broke. The card hit the ground. And, like as he was trying to catch it, he folded it right in half and i was like no
2: and you just feel that gut punch i I did and i'm
0: like i I had to call a judge and i didn't want to be that guy but i was like judge like how are we going to do this because i think this card is now marked obviously uh but so the judge came and he was able to um determine that like after we bent it back that it wasn't quote unquote marked um to that level but it was just like those are always heartbreaking, even if it's again, you know, as a I was his opponent, I just felt for him like that's like the absolute worst thing.
2: Oh, yes, well, uh, for okay. sure. Like, you know, they put so much extra love and labor into their decks to get them all blinged out that way, too.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes me want to carry an extra 60 just in case, like 60 yeah. my. I I is, have that is the lesson to take I would, away. I would be like, I would totally been like, dude grabbed it and be like just take these right like,
0: do not do not de that deck man but right exactly um all right well before we jump off of the world's topic is there anything else that stood out to you um that you want to bring uh you know bring up um when it comes to the the world's competition
2: A world's competition um, oh well just
0: just being at worlds i meant
2: <laughs> you can never take enough photos and that's the thing that we all say for any event regardless of the size um, but if you can, try to find ways to keep in touch with people that you meet at such such type of events mm-hmm. and plan ahead because um, there's so much to see and so much you might miss. But, so plan ahead, prioritize what you can. And if you get the opportunity because you know particular people that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise are going to the same event, try to line up some time together to make things happen. Um, because while I was overseas, I got to meet a handful of fantastic streamers from around the world, um, which was just another another added cherry on top of the Sunday for me yeah. that whole weekend. Right.
0: I'm, I'm super jealous. I, I can't wait to attempt to make uh, my run at Worlds so I can have the same experiences next year. All right, Chuck, I think that's, that's going to do it for Worlds uh, speak. Um, before we get into most of the stuff, I want to first and foremost, um, you know, let's start talking about gumi streaming. You, you you stream a lot of different pokemon related content. um kind of go into, you know, what you do on the day-to-day basis.
2: Yeah, so just like i mentioned with like with my own greeting or self intro, um pokemon player professor fanatic artist, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um monday nights i try to stick to doing customized pokemon artwork they're all the same size as a pokemon card and uh, if you win the raffle i draw one pokemon of your choice shiny not shiny custom color do you name it i just don't include any other pokemon or tri- or people mm-hmm. and i mail you the card after i'm done
0: right i i mean i haven't been able unfortunately to get on any of your streams lately i know there was a good portion of time there where i was going into every art stream and I went into every raffle every time and I still just didn't win and then I had a couple locals um here that you know after you know listen to on the last podcast uh jumped on to check out your art and uh, you know other stuff that you do um and then win the very first one. right win. away I, I get yeah. those I get those <laughs> messages I'm like I was either there or there was one that I couldn't go to And I just remember uh Samantha just like uh texting me right away and I'm like gosh darn it i'm like what's going on here But yeah uh, I, I remember
2: her posting immediately into chat being like oh jake's gonna be so salty and i'm like <laughs> right. you know
0: he will i was, <laughs> I was so happy for it, but it's still at the same time i was like come on what do i gotta do i think i was like 15 raffles in a row or something like that it was like nothing but no no that, that that's awesome i don't see a lot of people um doing that kind of thing um giving out awesome artwork like that to the community Thank um you. so those are very very enjoyable um streams but that's not the only thing you do um,
2: no Um, So Tuesdays, TCG Tuesdays, so I will do viewer battles typically on PTCGO, and uh, that's always fun. I also kind of piggyback off an idea that you do um, back when you'd stream regularly on Fridays of giving a fun card away. Um, your twist was you had to win the most ra- most amount of raffles in right. that single stream to win the card for me if you win or if you battle me win or lose you follow my three rules um, which is just play the game through don't concede be a good sport and respectful to myself and others in chat um, then I say thank you with free random packs post stream but it also gets you a chance to win whatever the featured um, Poke fortune card of the day is uh, the right. last card that I did for example was a full art melanie.
0: Ooh. There we go. Those are yep. that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I I was streaming there for a while, but work has just been crazy. like you know, life. Um, I want to get back to it. It's just it's just hard, but I I enjoy just like you do. Given um, given to the community, um, and being able to do that and and actually inspiring you, um, you know to to at least slightly alter your, your your prize format Um, actually means a a lot to me. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you for letting me piggyback off of it, but yeah, I mean, you, you both clearly understand it's about the community and so giving back to it in any way that you can without, you know, killing yourself in any ways of stretching your wallet too far or what have you Exactly. Um, be mindful to those that support you. What goes around comes around.
0: Yeah, I agree
2: um yeah so those are my TCG tuesdays uh wednesdays right now i'm doing a soul link nuzlocke Mm -hmm. um if anybody out there who's listening isn't familiar with the nuzlocke um the basic rules are the first encounter that you get on any new location so route or city you name it that first encounter has to be caught that is your one shot at catching a pokemon unless you've already caught something from that line itself or that exact Pokemon, then you get a freebie a second try um and the other main rule is if a Pokemon is knocked out, you must treat it as a death. And so you must either yeet it into the abyss or put <laughs> it into a little heaven box <laughs> heaven in box. your PC. Yep. Um, now the extra twist is that I'm doing a soul link, meaning that... My six Pokemon or up to six Pokemon on my team are also linked with my partner's six Pokemon, who's another fantastic streamer by the name of Roma, Roma BPM.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so if, for example, my Flaffy faints and it's connected with his Riolu, Riolu is also going down with Flaffy. Right. So it's, there's
0: that much more at stake. Those locks are hard enough, um, but doing a soul link just, oh my gosh, um, just seems almost impossible. I know there have been people that have done it and got all the way through. Um, and props to them. It's just, uh, wow, that's that's um, a lot of pressure, I guess. Especially if you're the one that has like your flappy that goes down and maybe that's connected, like you said, to Rayalu or, you know, a Lucario. <laughs> if his Lucario went down, that would be devastating.
2: Yeah, and, but we've got fun ways to, that we've added as twists to, um, to make a little bit more connective with our viewers so they can contribute their channel points to cause us to do a force switch. And sometimes that can result in a death. Um, Because we might only have one Pokemon that's got decent health, but it's also very weak against the opponent's active Pokemon. So we're sending it, you know, uh, onto the plank already. Uh, They can claim to nickname our new Pokemon or even revive a set. um, As well as, yeah. So reviving a set, each Pokemon or each team can be revived one time ever in their lifetime um, by the viewers. But once it's been revived and then it gets that knockout again, it is fodder. It's gone yeah
0: very cool As- that, that just seems crazy um but i give <laughs> props for that because like i oh it'd be heartbreaking to lose a pokemon especially later
2: so <laughs> this is for black and white too and we're seven badges in so things we're, we're getting there we're getting
0: there you're getting to that point where if you lose one it's literally very emotional
2: <laughs> yes for sure
1: those nuzlocks like are they i watch people play even like they're even the harder like they have like even harder like uh like
2: radical red is just so yeah Yeah. intense
1: um i don't i I watch it like i've watched some of them i'm like why do you want to even try this this way (laughs) (laughs) but it's the the frustration level it's just not something that i could do because it would get me
0: frustrated like i i uh what was it the the um diamond and pearl i started a nuzlocke um i think i went three badges in and then i lost my starter and i'm like i'm done I was heartbreak like, oh. Yeah, I was, I, I was so heartbroken i'm like i can't take this anymore
2: <laughs> you can so easily get attached to pokemon especially when um another rule that i forgot to mention is that you must nickname your pokemon because that helps you get more attached to those pokemon right oh and seeing that hp just drop to zero is that much more heart-wrenching
0: yeah yeah oh i agree um but no your your street your everything that you do on your stream is super entertaining for sure when it comes to the art to the Soul link slash nuzlockes um, you know, depending on when it is. And then TCG is always fun just doing those battles um with you and then just you know, you're awesome towards your community. Um, so I highly, highly suggest guys, if you have not already check check Gumi Gumi out on her Twitch.
1: Well, if if we haven't given you enough reason to check Gumi out, yes, I can I can think of another reason potentially coming up that you
0: definitely want to tune in. Yes. You can also do something else um, while you stream. And, and Chuck, did you, what, what were you referring to? Well, uh, I know coming up,
1: there's a, the, a new set coming out, which I think we are, we're, we've are we done the last couple sets now. Right. Uh, but we're doing a pack battle where it's Triple P and Gumi get together and we battle opening uh, packs and we have a whole rating system on pulls and stuff like that so we try and see who can pull the best the most points get the best
0: pulls and then get to steal a card from one of it, one of each other so yeah. i mean there, there is the potential for stealing if you win um, mm-hmm. but but there are all there are we do have like um like i would say a subsection of games where we yes. pull three packs um and then after those three there is um punishments um after those three if you don't pull enough so even if you win you know the the overall battle you can still lose plenty of you know, battles in between <laughs> yes. and we have punishments and is really good at avoiding those punishments
2: <laughs> it's because it's always on home territory for me exactly it's never a visitor is. <laughs> <laughs> that's purely why but we always have to keep in mind though it's the goobers that vote so anybody who wants to tune in and watch us just cause all the chaos and havoc with lost origin lost mm-hmm. origin um hits the streets on september 9th so nine nine the following day september 10th is when we are aiming to uh duke it out and uh may the best polls uh get you your victory
0: right yeah i i can't wait um yeah, they're always fun even with with or without the polls um i can say this uh the, i think Gumi we've done three together or four We've done four.
2: Um, this will four. be our, the big yeah. five right now already. The big so five. Excited. Yeah, so yeah. I just, I
0: hope. Oh. Yeah, that's right. It's a yeah, I can and just Chuck. Say- I, go I
2: have to thank you for being um unavailable last time because you had to move right. because you would have wiped the floor with both
0: of us right right, right. <laughs> yeah you had to skip that last one and i do, I do remember yeah i think you, you cleared the way um for for me to take it <laughs> i was yeah, ready to, I, yeah i i had
1: stuff ready to go but i just it was not a moving was i was yeah, technologically whole not able to actually thing. participate so All right.
2: Yeah, you I know, think sure. if I remember, I scored about twenty-two points. Jake at twenty-four, and you just wiped the floor with like 27, 28 points. Yeah,
0: because yeah, Chuck did open up after after the fact, and he was doing his own score like to kind of keep along. And yeah, he he would have beat yeah. both of us easily. Because I had oh, yeah. that I had that box set aside, and I was like, "This is what's going to win me the
1: pack battle." Right. <laughs> ultimate, uh, ultimately, ultimately, <laughs> yeah. And I I opened it after I was like, i
0: I'm, I'm going to see if I'm going to win." And, uh, I will say though, another fun or not fun necessarily, but maybe for the viewers is fun um i've never left one of these battles without sore legs and a sore stomach because (laughs) (laughs) doing squats uh, definitely um it could it can get you especially if you lose multiple rounds where squats is a thing um and then i know i don't ever learn my lesson and i never eat beforehand so then when i'm eating this wasabi uh, the wasabi, definitely, I feel that, like, rumble in the stomach. And if by the time we're done and I get something in my stomach, it's just too late because the damage is done for the day. Oh. So maybe this time I need to remember to eat beforehand.
2: I'll check on you about two hours before we actually okay. keep I, I
0: appreciate
2: <laughs>
1: that. I'll have to shoot a text over to you, too. Just, hey, go eat.
2: Right,
0: right. <laughs> So just yeah, I, don't
2: lose it on stream.
0: No, well, maybe, I mean, no pressure, like, no pressure. I mean, I have a trash can <laughs> just here, just in case. But uh <laughs> yeah, but if you guys haven't watched a, a pack battle like that or, with punishments, and I don't think many people do. I think yeah, I would highly suggest um you guys jump on um, on the stream to watch us duke it out there on the 10th.
1: Yeah, because it's it's full of fun reactions to awesome pulls and disgusting
0: eats maybe disgusting eats for <laughs> <No>. sure <laughs> and squatting a whole lot of squatting yeah I mean my legs have thank you because I've definitely the last time I although there was a little bit of soreness it definitely wasn't as bad as the first time um and I remember um you know the next day Gumi saying her legs hurt I think it was that and then and then uh I was like oh I'm, I'm, I'm good now so <laughs> we're just getting Rudy you ready on. for for yeah. getting
2: back into hockey again
0: Exactly. Well, one day work. Work is just really killing me when it comes to that. <laughs> um, but cool. I mean, that. I mean, again, guys, um, check her out on on her Twitch. Um, so much fun over there. Um, everything Pokemon for sure. Well, now seems
1: like a good time to split the conversation up and have a little fun. And we can we can uh, insert some trivia, maybe. Let's do <laughs> it. All right. So, um, Jake, do you have your trivia ready?
0: I have one, and then if this is too easy, I have a backup one because I don't know. Um, I'm going to still play the same game as I do every week. Um, Name this Pokemon, this attack and or ability belong to. And Mm -hmm. this week, uh, and obviously every week it is going to be standard legal. Um, So this week I have an attack. And that attack is Phantom Force.
2: Wait, I know this one. <laughs> um, and this is definitely not um
0: it is not, standard. Legal. Not coming
2: out, not coming out yet. It is no not, it is it is, currently it is absolutely street, street is, legal. <laughs> it
0: is absolutely street legal right now.
2: Now I'm like, I know what this is. And then you think of X and Y phantom forces. So now my mind's just going another direction.
0: Right. Um maybe it's, current... it's just a little curveball there.
2: Yeah. Current standard the attack's name is Phantom Force. Yes, attack,
0: not ability this week. It's it's I have my guess. Trivia, trivia, trivia. trivia could be
1: wrong.
2: I mean, all I can think Go would be like a dark or like a dark type Pokemon card itself or a psychic type card itself. Um Attack name. I actually don't think I have it this time. Um, but it's Chuck, really fun to always to... Yeah. always play these with <laughs> yeah. you. Um, fun.
1: I I have my guess is going to be the one, the only dragon shooting dragapult.
2: Thinking dragapult, okay. For Phantom Force.
1: <sighs> I think it's I think it's the coin flippy one. I think that was the attack name
2: uh with um infiltrator ability on that one that was yeah. i hate that one for for gimme cup formats it's <laughs> right. the worst so um, i feel like i feel like you're answer? you're on to something there um but i almost feel like just to cover the grounds the best we can i have to pick something else to try and go in a way head to head right um so you went with more of a second type let me cover the other grounds here um i'm just gonna randomly throw out um like a, a baby dark ray
0: well, one of you are right. Okay. And that would be What's that Chuck. Chuck? Good job, Chuck. <laughs> yep, uh, so With that with Dragon that Pol-
2: chaotic in- infiltrator ability, yeah, I, I'm infiltrator not a fan.
0: That's the flippy coin. Um uh, yep. Phantom Force for 2 psychic energy does well 120 done. damage and then put 3 damage counters on your opponent's be- or your opponent's benched Pokemon in any way you'd like. Um so kind of like the Dragapult V, uh the V Vmax um with kind of spreading well, this card never really seen actual play in standard legal. This card is really, really good in the GLC, um, mm-hmm. and I actually just played a game against Steve the Good after our last uh, local tournament, um, and I was playing my psychic deck um, and Phantom. Uh, well, I'm, the infiltrator definitely won me the game because I I flipped <laughs> three heads in a row off uh, of three attacks, but the, the Phantom Force also um, is a really good attack in that format. So um, that that card is you know you know how i love my dra- dragapults, so yep, i had to sure. uh, bring that that one up the
2: frustrating thing about that card is you usually as the opponent want to see your opponent flip tails but then you see that heads and then you're and like yeah. i'm Aww. thinking that's for me but it's not
3: <laughs>
0: right. yeah you had that momentary like yes i whatever i needed happened and then nope nope it didn't nope yep <laughs> congrats Chuck. i, Good I job. love that you well done I love that they
1: put that ability on Dragapult because that ability on Whimsicott frustrated you. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I hated it when it when it's on when it's on Whimsicott, it's no good, but when it's on Dragapult, it's 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 good. <laughs> it's good well balanced.
1: <laughs> All right, it's my turn and we're gonna do uh, I'm gonna continue on with the name that supporter, but you have Gumi's help today.
3: So yes, I, I
1: I am reaching out of standard.
3: So oh, no.
1: No,
2: no pressure. (laughs)
1: Uh, I will say it recently.
0: It was recently rotated. rotated. Not that old. Tag team. Um,
2: Done. We're just done. Just tag team. We won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tag call.
1: (laughs) So this this is a supporter card. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'm going to read the text and you have to name the supporter. So the text is discard a card from your hand. If, If you do, draw two cards. If you discarded an energy card in this way,
3: draw two more cards.
0: I know this card. It is pokey nav I think. I can a see supporter. the whole supporter. supporter supporter not a discard um, card. Hold on,
2: discard is it wait, discard two discard, cards or one card?
1: It is discard a card from your hand. If you okay. do, draw two cards. If you discard an energy card in this way, you draw two more cards.
0: For
2: a total of four, and it doesn't specify any. Okay,
0: it doesn't seem Supporter. like it. I don't think it never necessarily seen a lot of play. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound it's, good as far as draw support. It was released in Cosmic Eclipse.
2: Ooh, that's such a good set.
0: Yeah, so it's it's definitely wasn't a card that seen a lot of play because there were so many other cards that were just good. Like Cynthia's was better. Professor's was better. Yeah. Um.
2: Discard one card if you discard Um, an energy that's bonus two instead of the one regular card. It's a supporter card, Cosmic Eclipse. What a great set. Um, first thing comes to mind was like Plumeria, but I'm pretty sure Plumeria is two cards, not one. Um,
1: and show you the picture. Oh,
2: that would be absolute spoils. Then
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have no more hints. I that's a lot of hints. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna get this because that was still just in the beginning stages of me playing. And if it wasn't a relevant card, I probably never, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't, do not i Oh, how did I know? Oh, roller skater. roller skater. skater, <laughs> Never seen it coming.
2: Nope, we weren't ready.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It was roller Chuck's, Chucks is feeling
2: super strong right, right now.
0: Yeah, he, he got both of us and he was the one that I, got the dragon I, bolt.
2: I pulled that out
1: of my pile and I, I was like you know what i thought this was popular enough that it would be
0: right i should have got that that's, I, fair. I was, that's um, fair
2: well that's okay play, now but it's but now we can I turn the table since would... my turn because you know how oh. much i love trivia yes,
0: yes we I do was. actually <laughs> you're, the, you're the one that inspired the trivia section. before i even got to say
1: because i know goomy loves trivia and i was like you got to have one for us now Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, it doesn't surprise me, but let's go. Let's go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one has nothing to do with TCG, VG, or nothing. Like, it's, it's just all Pokemon. Okay. Um, so a few years back, um, there's a big poll amongst Google and Reddit. So we had two polls going at once, and they actually combined all the total, uh, total results. Within those results, most every Pokemon got at minimum one vote as their favorite Pokemon. There were approximately, and I say approximately, four Pokemon um, that didn't receive a single favorite vote. Can you name one of those four? One of them. Um, And I'll say approximately four because um, two of these four um, are paired up together with either an evolution or um, particular lookalike without giving too much away.
1: So, we're guessing one of four Pokemon that but nobody likes. That nobody likes. That was,
2: yeah, did not receive a single and it, favorite. Was, well, and, it, this it, a hole, yes, and this is all up through. Yes. And this happened right before Sardine Shield came out. So, this is all through Sun and Moon for your newest Pokemon. So, you just have to name no, one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, jeez that's such a hard question there's so many like questionable guys I like i would my first thought at first was like phoebus but i'm like there no because people are still gonna like that because Melodic's still a really nice looking pokemon and mm-hmm. you know there's kind of um, and it, it, it maybe like a bug type but uh,
2: okay i will give jake I, I, a hint based off what he's had of off of what he has but chuck you're gonna be on your own trying to guess one of the other three then fair i think i have one uh, i have
1: two i have two that i think would not have received a vote okay They're both
0: fairy types i'm thinking there's something in the bug type range that that needs there that didn't get any love but i can't think of any um
1: i, I can think of like three fairy types that probably didn't get any votes
2: okay well how about this there are no fairy types well, then I'm these four <laughs> and then for for Jake, he has one of those interesting ones where um, one Pokemon and another one within its family tree also mm-hmm. didn't receive a vote, so that's a two for one deal there.
0: Well, then it's definitely not Phoebus
2: um it is it is a uh, bug type, though, since you were going that route. They are bug type Oh what is w- it like the go older uh, this one this is probably here, in that here's but, a here's a good here's a good hint I guess without necessarily just handing it on a platter it got to introduce a new evolutionary type of I wouldn't say mechanic per se but it definitely uh left it up to the odds
0: that doesn't help me at all I have no idea. I'm so bad with these names. I'm. I'm, She she got me. I'm not. I can sit here for ten minutes and. Oh, oh! I got it. it? I can go for it. Say it. Wormpole. Oh, so
2: close, so close. Ah. Silken Cascoon
0: received no votes whatsoever. (laughs) I couldn't remember the name. I was like, "What was the the one before the Cascoon?" Ah. And then the closest one
2: f- that would possibly be fairy type, but is um, just the straight-up psychic, would be um, Gothita received no votes, um, as well as E-Electric, uh, surprisingly. Okay. Um, and then the last one, which is a Sun and Moon special there, Goose and Gumshoes, no votes for favorites. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah, It's actually a pretty good variety of Pokemon. You've got a baby Pokemon. You've got um, st- stage ones in there and even the the odd split evolution from wormhole
1: here here i was just sitting there like no one likes left key right or <laughs> or Compe. and then i was like maybe even Carbank,
0: but no they I'm oh. uh, mm-hmm. wrong no no th- those were all good that was a great question gooby you got us
2: i gave you lots of lots of room for your answers to having did, multiple, multiple. <laughs>
0: although like i said my, my biggest weakness is you know that that all it's the, too broad. The huge middle generation of Pokemon. Uh that you know, I was too cool for Pokemon at the time because I, I had one of those phases, I guess. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of trivia. Um, although fun is definitely my weak spot. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's my my
1: thing. Uh Pokemon Go is now teaching me about ultra beasts. So Ooh. yep,
0: got a couple uh, uh ultra beasts today. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm learning that road. So Very cool. All right, Chuck, do you want to do some random card madness? All
1: right, yes. It definitely can go into some random card madness. Uh, We are getting set up. We are going to do some thematic with our trivia random card madness today. So we're going to reach back to some old set in Cosmic Eclipse since. um, Sticking in there. Maybe talk some expanded cards. Right. And uh, I've randomly generated a number. Uh, in to between one and 236 cards, which is the the big set that Cosmic Eclipse was, and uh, by pure random chance, we got uh, card number 148, which happens to be a Whimsicott Pokemon, uh, Fairy type, 70 HP, and is the best. No, I'm <laughs> uh, we did Rip get fairy. we did Rip actually fairy. get Whimsicott. Um, it is not the best Whimsicott, but it's a good one. Uh, we got like I said, fairy Pokemon, because they still exist in Cosmic Eclipse. Um, 70 HP with two attacks. We have for one fairy, Sneaky Pocket. Uh, You put a card from your hand in the Lost Zone. If you do, draw three cards. Uh, And then everyone's favorite attack from that era for two, Colorless Lost March, 20x. This attack does 20 damage for each of your Pokemon, except prism star pokemon in the lost zone uh i can't remember if limsicott made its way into lost march because the Lost march was before my time i'm pretty sure they stuck with basics mostly but uh they may she may have found her way into the lost
0: zone in the deck maybe well i mean we have a perfect person to talk about um you know that era of pokemon with Gumi. so gooby let's shoot this to you first was whimsicott um was that just is that a card to you know keep in your deck is that just binder fodder was it meta what do you what do you think
2: well if your name's chuck that's that's a keep you absolutely sleep that yep um i have three (laughs)
1: in a binder right now so yeah
2: most people would typically play the whimsicott gx um but definitely pair it up with the cottony um listed with it um with a lost march Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly for lost march people would have stuck with jump bluff since it had a one energy attack cost versus two um but you can absolutely create so much chaos with the whole lost march set um even even with fun formats nowadays um you know i host the once monthly Gumi cup tournaments and each format is suggested by by you know attendees at league or people on twitter etc and if we ever have an expanded format we always have to make sure that we ban lost march just to encourage a bit more creativity amongst the players so this is one of those cards that i would be keeping my eyes out for in that fun format
0: right rip fairy <laughs> yeah it, with lost march just from what i've heard um you know it was mad party but times 10 uh, as far as effectiveness oh, yeah. um so you know we saw what mad party did you know in its heyday when it first came out and so that, that the deck was it was meta so for sure if you're going to play old formats um you you might want to keep a few of these around for sure yeah and um
1: i was thinking of glc uh unfortunately this problem that you could potentially slide this into glc for its first sneaky pocket attack to draw draw cards but um there is unfortunately a better whimsicott that's probably glc worthy with uh with the prowl whimsicott so That would be my addition in thinking of GLC format.
2: It's so fun to have access nowadays to so many different formats um, on such a a classic game that pulls us all together.
1: It is cool to think of cards in different ways through different formats like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, that will wrap up random card madness. And we can now. Move on to our next segment.
2: Is it is it the best segment?
3: Turtwig talks about it. Uh, um, potentially. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to... Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 13 tournaments, 1,332 unique deck plays, and 3,399 matches to cover this week. Now, let's get into those top 8s. Starting off, Arceus had 10 top 8s, Mew had 13 top 8s, Palkia had 14 top 8s, and who would have guessed that the worlds winning deck, Arceus Pikachu had 19 top 8s, taking the gold this week. That's it for the top 8s this week, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. The decks that had over a over 50% win rate this week were Mew and Arceus Pikachu, everything else was below 50, that includes Palkia. Uh, notable changes to Arceus Pikachu, Palkia and Teleon, the Regis. RC intelion regular arceus and dialga so RC's pikachu was up in play percentage by seven percent who would have guessed post worlds the deck winning would be the number two played deck tied with new genesec so palkia uh, was down in play percentage by four percent down in win percentage by four percent putting it at 48 and a half win percentage its counter was big in the meta Regis were down in win percentage by six percent RC intelion was down in Win percentage by four percent. Straight RCS was down in win percentage, or was up in win percentage by three percent. And Yaga was down in win percentage by twelve and a half percent. That's crazy. So that's it for the boring meta numbers. I would like to give it, th- I would like to thank our local group, Heroes in Comics, by sh- and for Horseman Comics, by shouting out our local players so thanks again everyone that showed up and i would also like to shout out our juniors and their parents for coming to our saturday junior league at heroes inc comics and you guys have been making my weeks better by just being so wholesome and awesome i appreciate all of you and now let's talk about the decks that won this week all these decks had a single win this week those being arceus pikachu our straight arceus our intelzard mewtwo miltank straight miltank the Regis, Raptor Trichanteleon, Samurot, Shadow Rider, and Waterbox. The only deck to have three wins this week was Mew Genesect, and Palkia did not win a single tournament this week. I hope that shows it a lesson. So, Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you could let us know on Twitter at r4gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks to the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe. Take care, Pokemon trainers.
0: Alright, thanks again, Ryan, for another awesome, awesome meta report. And now, we will go into the news.
1: News time. News time. So, what... Kind of big new reveals do we have this week?
0: Well, there were 68 cards that were officially um, um, identified, I guess, or, or revealed for the incandescence. I can never get that second word correctly. Arcana. Uh, Arcana. Um, yeah, so there, there was the 68. And a lot of these cards we either talked about or just kind of fillers. Um, I think the one that everybody was losing their minds about um, was that Alakazam. Do you have it up right now? I have it ready, so I can uh, read it off for you. So it is
1: a Radiant Alexam, and he comes with 130 HP, and he's a Psychic-type Pokemon. Um, um, And he comes with an ability and an attack, and the attack is actually um, very reminiscent of uh, his V. It's Mind Ruler for a Psychic and a Colorless. 20x damage. This attack does 20 damage for each card in your opponent's hand. I believe that's very the exact same attack that was on his Alakazam V, but uh, I think everyone's excited about his ability, um, which has a pretty sweet name. It's he's dishing out a spoonful of pain. Uh, once during your turn, you may move up to two damage counters from one of your opponent's Pokemon to another of their Pokemon. So um, that is a nice damage mover around maybe make the math just right for you um, right two shot galore meta that we might be going into might just make it perfect there or uh other decks in mind depending on where
0: you want damage at so right I I mean I don't if you are okay I'll start with this yeah good um so after rotation I think we're gonna see you know obviously zigzagoon will be gone um we're gonna get We'll probably even though the Inteleon uh, will not lose with the quick shoot, or we won't lose him. Um, we will lose the, the the you know the evolution line with having shady dealings. Um, so we probably won't see a lot of you know ping damage when it comes to those kind of guys with damage counters. Um, There's still going to be potentially you know in in spread decks like uh, Urshifu or something like that. But this guy screams out to me, especially like you said, um, in a two shot meta where this is going to be a card that might. Um, clean up a Pokemon. Um, uh, clean up a Pokemon that you put damage on, but you just didn't quite have enough for KO. Um, you know, in in the middle of your next turn or you know ter- two turns down the road, um, being able just to move that over um, and maybe take KOs before you attack. Um, so I mean, I think that just having that kind of versatility is pretty good um, for sure. And then you can also have it, it, a very sneaky attack. Uh, depending on the deck and how the meta is um, you know you're you're mainly going to have that for the Spoonful of Pain but in a pinch if especially if they're getting greedy um, you know filling their hand up um, with um, you know cards and hands you, you can take a KO there too um, so for a one one prize attacker slash ability uh, I think it's a good card for sure yeah yeah Gumi what do you think
2: I think uh lots of crafty trainers will come out and play with this uh painful uh spoon type of ability here that alakazam has uh especially those who are really interested in trying to make cards like kasurian zarark v-star um a little bit more viable in this format um there's also it was one of the promo cards for lost origin this weekend um the uh gengar If it's in your discard pile, you may basically summon it from your discard pile onto your bench. And if you do, you get to drop some damage counters around. Um, So I could see that. It'd be really interesting to see if we still have um, cards such as Agatha still around. Um, Agatha Mm -hmm. can move some damage counters around as well. Um, But it'd be very fun to see just that, that final play for those people who like to save their ace for last being so for some people it's that one zigzagoon i could see people doing the same thing with this one alakazam
0: right yeah i mean it's it's a definitely a powerful um card especially if your opponent's not taking that into consideration and like you said that gengar um you know might you might be doing enough damage and you you know there was a something else that you needed to finish off that had other damage counters you can just move them in there so um leaves room for ping damage um you know, if, if zigzagoon and quick shooting shooting seemed a lot of play, I, I don't see any reason why this um, wouldn't. Although it's a little different, it's still kind of in that same you know um, family of you know ability, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to break on a little tight side tangent because I'm really liking what they're doing with the radiant Pokemon because mm-hmm. I think each one of them has had a really cool niche, um, and Greninja is like taking a cake at the moment, but he's also had the least competition because he's part of the first three, Mm -hmm. but as they keep making more, I really find that they're like these, like Gumi said, like these could really be like ace in the whole cards index. that you're just like, ha this this is my tool to help me beat this. And they're all, they're automatically one of us. So. Right. It's literally about putting the right one in at the moment. Like that you could help you in certain matchups. Like something is just over, like something is just going to help you overcome it. And they have a lot of different toolbox areas, whether you need to do more damage to VMAXs, whether you just need to move some damage counters around, whether healing is important, or if you just need a little bit more of consistency of drawing cards, um, there's a little
0: bit of everything right now. Everything, right. Yeah, it definitely, you know, opens up deck creativity to any kind of deck archetype because you have definitely different type of options um with these abilities um and and potentially some of their attacks too so um i can't agree more yeah and something like the, the fact that
1: like you triggered me on it when you just said like it's like they to pull out their ace in the hole and i was like that really is like every radiant is kind of like something that you can just you didn't you haven't seen what their rating is yet. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this changes, this changes the game.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Right. All right. All right. Well, that I think is going to do it for the, the, um, you know, that article with the, the 68 cards. Cause uh, most of them, like I said, we've talked about already. Um, there's a couple small tidbits, um, that they did kind of announce here that the Pokemon TCG, uh, holiday calendar promos and, and, um, all that stuff is, was revealed. Um, so there's a what, an advent calendar, um, a bunch of different kind of, I think that's just a picture of the advent calendar itself, but that thing it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be getting that for Brody this year <laughs> um, <laughs> going on there. So um, Gumi, have you done any kind of advent calendars when it comes to TCG in the past, or is this um, kind of like a new thing?
2: For actual TCG, this is the first advent calendar that I've done or seen or because I'm absolutely going to do this one, um, mm-hmm. but I have, I have the last, maybe the last three years or so of Pokemon advent calendars, but you get little figurines for that one. I already have right. this year's pre-ordered. <laughs> um, right. I just think they're fun. And um, I don't know, growing, growing up with such a tight pocket um, for the holidays, it didn't always look festive in the, around the house. But now Mm -hmm. I'm a big kid with a slightly, slightly bigger wallet. Not that much bigger. Um, I can, I can make the holidays, you know, feel like the rest of my house, the rest of the time, which is just nonstop Pokemon. Just add little hats to them.
0: (laughs) Very, very cool. Chuck, how about you? You got you. uh, Is this something you're interested in? Uh, I am.
1: I don't think so. It's not usually something that, I mean, I mean, if I had a little one around, I'd probably have it, but I don't, um, I would not. I would like it. It's just probably not something I get for myself. That's
2: all. right. Is it weird no, that mean... I'm mostly interested in it for one of the two coins that it comes with? <laughs> so if you don't know, um, this does come with an yeah. Askew coin as well as a Bird coin. And uh, growing up, I've been a big Shady Penguin fan. So I want that Bird coin in my collection.
0: Well, yeah, that and I, I love where I see these Ice Riders and the Ice Cube cards with the, with the Snowflake uh, stamp on mm-hmm. it. Uh, so it does give it a little bit more uh you know um
2: thematic oomph
0: <laughs> thematic oomph yeah exactly so um i, I, I do like it I for that a promo that i might actually want
2: i mean the pikachu Maybe. is pretty cute actually with the little families of pika in the background too
0: yeah it's a, it well all those Pikachu's are i mean cool. does that
1: i mean how rare is that then is that like ice rider with the snowflake stamp is that more rare than like the Altart ice, ice rider so when i'm um, max, when considering I'm that you can
2: i mean you <laughs> can pull 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 the the trainer gallery one but you can't just pull the ice writer vmax with the the holiday stamp on it you have to just buy it as is right so exactly. it so, could go I either mean, way it could be that people just can't get rid of it and they want to or you know
1: yeah that, that was that was a question so. i heard on another po- podcast because with the the halloween set
2: Oh, is, I'm so excited um, for that.
1: Yeah, is the Punkaboo with the stamp the the max rarity card now for that? Because it's... <laughs> yes?
2: Because are <of> the pumpkin <laughs> stamp on the pumpkin Pokemon. That's a great question. Right. Exactly.
0: All right, so that's the Advent calendar. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about. Quick little tidbit. Um, what was it? The, the new battle deck um, coming up is a Mew VMAX deck. So um yet again pokemon uh is knocking it out of the park with these uh battle decks helping you know new trainers or you know trainers with a budget be able to you know acquire these cards that are in these big meta decks even though if they're not like the top deck of the meta at the time um still just awesome this is coming with a 2-2 line of mu Mew, Mew v max and i believe two genesex um yeah. plus a bunch of other cards too so that's such a great um you know so so great that pokemon is doing this just to make it that much easier for people to get into these and plus you know having the code the code card for you know the uh, ptcgo um, especially with you know like i just said brody was getting into it um and i only have so much um and i don't have two play sets so just in case we ever wanted to play i'm definitely going to be getting one of these yeah i love
2: that it has a variety of different Pokemon that you would see amongst the Fusion Strikes too, not just very mm-hmm. streamlined. So it can help introduce the possibility of uh, ways to strategize differently from other players by having Pokemon such as Deoxys, or not everybody plays Oricorios to make sure that's in it and seeing that what kind mm-hmm. of a buffer that can provide.
0: Exactly, just more options, especially, I think, like I said, it's, it's good for, you know, the young ones getting into this for the availability of cards. Um, or if you're on a budget so and and if you're on a budget you, you're going to need all those other cards too so yeah i i particularly
1: like to um the fact that if you when you look at the list it, it kind of like you scratch your head but you kind of always do with the league battle decks but it has the the curious pokemon in there to try with it but it it's rotation ready so like it specifically doesn't have like quick balls in it like things that are going to go away even though because it, it comes out and it's scheduled to come out in november Like if it came with quick balls, it was like instantly rotate like two months away, but you just pick this up. Like you're not having to change it in two months. Right.
0: I mean, that's a huge thing too.
2: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great shout out. I didn't even notice that looking through the deck list. So good.
0: Good call Chuck. (laughs) All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for the news. Yes, that should be it. Um, But with that being said, let's jump in and kind of finish this podcast talking about the up coming season there's so much to talk about and so much to unfold i don't know if we have enough time but we will try to get into it um first and foremost let's talk about the schedule and i know chuck we didn't actually um say you know where every event was going to be and the and the date so uh do you want to run down a quick thing or do you want me to do that uh, so? i have
1: the schedule up do you want me mean i can run down yeah, just you, real quickly you go ahead what the 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 dates are uh well not the I don't, I don't want to run through the dates,
0: but. Yeah, you just um, cities is fine.
1: September, we have uh, Baltimore and then Peoria. Uh, mid September for Baltimore, end of September for Peoria. October, uh, mid October, Salt Lake City. Uh, then in December, early December, you have Toronto. Mid December, um, Arlington in Texas. Uh, then we get into the new year in January, early January, San Diego. Uh, February um, is early February is Florida uh, in Orlando, and then late February in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, March, uh, you have um, early March in Vancouver. Uh, mid to late March, Charlotte. Next week, end of March, beginning of April, you have Fort Wayne, which is my closest one now. Woo, 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 on um and then uh may is early may is portland
2: that deserves a woo-woo for me because that is literally my hometown <laughs> so hello <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's,
1: that's why i put woo-woo at port wayne uh, and <laughs> mid mid may is hartford in uh connecticut and then
0: june is wisconsin mill and uh, milwaukee there's a lot to unfold there. Um, I'm excited to do a lot of these. Like I said, I think I'm going to at least aim for five to six of these and make a real big run. But Gumi, how do you feel about the this roster of you know North American um, locations? And and what is your kind of uh, goal for the season on these?
2: Well, I work with Team Northwest. Shout out to them. Um, and if I don't apply, which I applied yesterday, so thank goodness I'm, I'm off the chopping block. Um, (laughs) I will be helping out at all the ones that they are in charge of. So October for salt Lake city regionals, January, we're going to be doing San Diego, which is also the first VGC, um, tournament that we'll have regionals wise for players to earn their champion points with, um, after Mm -hmm. the launch of scarlet and violet in November um following that we do have uh Vancouver BC so Canada uh, in March which I will be working with as well as May uh the Portland Regional Championships i literally just have to drive a few minutes over for that one so i'm very excited for that for sure
0: that's that's super awesome <laughs> um, so, that's
2: uh, that's just the regular regionals we didn't even touch the dates or big titles such as international championships or world so there's so right, much right. available um even at the big you know the tier 2s not necessarily locals Um, So it'll be exciting to see if and when what local events we might have accessible in the future.
0: Right. So I guess that's a kind of where I wanted to lead this into um, with the no there's no cups or anything like that right now. Um, What is your speculation, I guess, um, with this season and how they're going to handle that? Do you think we're going to stay, you know, the whole season of 2023 um, without cups for CP um, or, you know, the local events or anything like that?
2: So right now I know they are really looking forward to being able to provide events as possible to players all around the world, um, as to when or exactly what type of events we can be seeing in the future. Um, that's, really all in the hands of uh, the big wigs at Pokemon. But we can always keep our fingers crossed that we can see some more events outside of regionals. Um, Just don't get your hopes up too high, but definitely look into traveling and meeting players from all around the world. And the meta changes too, no matter where you are. Um, And not only that, but especially if you're a master's ranked player, we are so responsive. Week by week, we're changing up our decks. And that is an amazing thing to not only witness, but be a part of.
0: Mm-hmm. I've definitely enjoyed that with even going with like the team challenges um, and things every week. It's just like, oh, we we need to make an adjustment, two or three cards. And those two or three cards can make a huge, huge difference, um, you know, in the, in the given meta. meta. Um, but yeah, I think it is important, you know, I'm obviously we want to be as safe as possible, but um, you, you know, you were kind of saying with being inclusive and in Pokemon wants people to travel out to these events um, to be able to, you know, just be part of the community and and everything. And I think that is great. Um, But, you know, going into worlds, you know, a player, you know, a mid range player, somebody that's not that top tier player might need, you know, anywhere from, 10 to 50 points that they might not be able to get at all these regional levels, depending on where the point camp is. Um, so I do feel that it is important um, for those kind of players to have that opportunity to get those points at locals um, to make the, that world's championship more inclusive. Cause maybe they can only take one big trip. Um, so they, they get the, the, they get the points at their local levels, including some of the, you know, the, these regionals. that we already kind of went over um, but that, you know, they can spend that money going to worlds um, instead of going to maybe like an IC or something like that.
2: Yeah. And who knows how they're going to handle points this season too. They haven't said anything yet. Um, It could be that they are going to be rewarding more points out or even just lowering the threshold for getting that world's invite.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot is to be uh, determined. Uh, You know, I'm keeping an open mind, but like like I said, I think I'm still going to hit it hard early, even before I know the point threshold, because you know, uh although we don't know the goal it's still good to start running
2: (laughs) everybody's end goal is the same world championships
0: (laughs) all right so that's like kind of a a good you know um start of the season there's a lot you know a lot to be determined like we said but um what are some of your goals for the season are you are you still going to be um more on the judging side are you going to be playing in any of these events or what where, where are you kind of going
2: well, even this season, I considered being a player and I figured that it'd actually be better to really brush off the dust after being stuck within my own um, my own household for so long during the pandemic to be a, to be a judge um, mm-hmm. and really build up that kind of professor's resume. Uh, and I even considered being a player for next year up until they announced that it is literally my hometown um, where I was raised right. in Japan, Yokohama. So I'm really looking forward to going back home and I would be absolutely honored to be invited as a professor to the 2023 World Championships in my hometown with my family cheering me on. And they're already messaging me saying that, you know, right. you can do this, you got this Gumi. And yeah. so right. it's it'll be a really warm welcome home, especially throughout the pandemic, not being able to go home, not necessarily because the borders are closed, um, but because you know, vaccines are so limited there. And so just making sure that we are being mindful to our family members who haven't been able to have those opportunities to be vaccinated yet. So by mm-hmm. keeping away, we are keeping them protected.
0: Exactly. I mean, whenever they did announce it though, there was a, um, in Japan, I, I thought of you immediately because I know how much family means to you. Um, and we've talked about this in the past. Um, Where I believe it's the Canto region that was, uh, yep. So, so it's definitely it just, and I think that kind of goes back to what Chuck was saying last week, where, but you know, they probably had this plan pre-pandemic for the 25th anniversary, um, where it would have landed there, right? Is that that's where the maps would
1: wind up, right? That's what I was. I heard on Twitter, like someone else put it together first, so I'm not the first.
0: Well, still, I mean, it would have been great to be there for that one. Once you kind of lined
1: it up it would have been in uh, like you would have, if, if they planned Yokohama, like before pandemic and everything, like they would have lined up the 25th anniversary would have came out. And then they would have been in Japan for the 25th anniversary for worlds in what would have been Kanto. Right. So,
0: exactly. That's where I was getting at. Like so just, I
1: feel I, like that would have been just like a huge celebration going on in still going that, to be but it. it's still there are so be.
2: many theories and even even prior to announcing 2023's location there's so many fun theories going around but one that really stuck struck a good chord with me because i'm thinking if we can go anywhere in the world let's go to spain since that's where we're getting a lot of inspiration for scarlet and violet but right. somebody made an excellent point to me um leading up to world saying well wouldn't you think they would like to go somewhere where it is safe And I'm thinking, what would be safe. Safe would be going with what they know. They've done many world championships in the U.S. So the U.S. wouldn't surprise me. And another fellow professor pointed out that for the 20th anniversary of world championships, going back to where the very first world championships was in in Florida would be a great way to do that, which would be, um, I think 2024 would be the official 20 years for world championships. Um, So I'm like, okay, so we are too early for that. And it didn't even cross my mind that we would go to Japan because they've always said no. They would love to travel for world championships, but it is a safe place because they are working on their home territory. Um, And there were some professors for sure. um, They were like, now we're going to go to Japan. And oh my goodness, the the happy tears and overwhelming emotion that I felt finding out that I'm going back home for Pokemon and family is just crazy. Yeah.
0: Right. So are you... uh, is it safe to say um, you're going to go and take maybe even a, a little extra time to stay there um, outside of the, the organized events?
2: Oh, most definitely. If I can get all of my goals down, I would love to stay at home for a whole month because it's been a year since I've been back home with family.
0: Right, right. That would be really, really good to be able to spend time like that.
2: Yep. So one full week to Pokemon, the other three, four weeks, who knows, with just my family yeah. and just enjoying each other's company in person.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, no, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm spending
1: a couple hours with you in Japan. Let's
0: You're- make it happen. Well, oh, I mean, that's gonna happen. Let's make it's going it to happen. It's not like, a, it's not could be, it's going let's to. Let's sign up for the Gumi Gumi Tour. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into a little bit of, you know, the meta game. Um, I, I guess I first want to actually talk about um, EX Pokemon. So those were announced that they are coming back. Um, and, I, you know, Chuck and I were in the game when the EX were there, um, can you speak of maybe um, not any specific EX, but just the mechanic and how that might affect the metagame going forward?
2: So anybody who's not familiar with the EX, Pokemon, um, they add a really fun flair to the game um, in the sense of what they might provide either ability-wise or very heavy on attacks. Um, the OG, you know, Pokemon EXs also had that, you know, two prize card rule box effect to them, but they could also evolve and not only evolve, you know, EX to EX, but from just a, a basic little, um, like a s- stage two Charizard all the way to a mega Charizard EX, which of course, once you introduce the megas, your turn would end by playing that, um, evolution mechanic because they were so Mm-mm. op um right but looking back and comparing with the sneak peeks we've had of the future the hp range is much more drastic than what we had back then for the original EXs. so that will be a very interesting mechanic especially as we are weaning away from the three prize pokemon
0: okay so i definitely want to talk about the the ex pokemon and and their effect on the meta um going forward uh, i know chuck and i aren't uh, haven't played with them in the past uh i know there's a lot of powerful abilities and and attacks um, and i don't necessarily want to talk about those specifically because we don't have um you know the answers to what they all do because the techs aren't fully um the fully revealed um but i do want to talk about those their effects with maybe their their prize trade-offs or being stage uh, ones and twos and kind of um that kind of stuff so what since you were in the game um when EXs were originally there um, what kind of effect do you think that's going to have on the meta um, currently, um, with maybe di- you know different kind of prize trades, where your evolution Pokemon or your basic Pokemon are single prizers instead of multi prizers, um, and kind of that kind of effect?
2: I think it's going to really affect in a positive way the 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 pace of the game because you're going to be more mindful of getting that third prize card, for example, with so- being able to see so many more um, you know, just baby basics versus these big V basics that are two prizes. Um, the mm-hmm. EX cards, um, that we've been, you know, sneak peeked so far, for example, like Mimikyu is a basic, but then you get Pokemon like Magnazone EX, uh, which if you can barely see in the upper left-hand corner amongst the shadows is actually a stage two. Um, so how far can we get that mag- uh, Magnazone until, the opponent decides, you know what, we're just going to boss that up and get rid of it before we even see that really powerful Magnezone. Um, I know that power wise, The X's, uh, this generation that we've been sneak peeked so far, have such a wide range of HP. They're a lot more tighter knit HP back then, you know, like 190, 240 or whatever. But we're seeing, you know, 190 all the way up to 330 so far amongst the few cards we've seen. So it'll be really interesting to see all the different, you know, calculations come in for players as they're getting that prize change out.
0: Yeah, I think the math game is going to be huge um, especially with that wide range of HP like you said um, and when you decide to uh, get them there uh, or hit them for knockout um, like you said with the Zone, it's the stage two so you're you're going to be a little bit more clunky getting it there um, but that also slows the, the game down um, because of, of that kind of aspect It also um, you know if you boss around and try to take out the pre-evolution um, you're not being rewarded with that two-prize Pokemon that easily sniped, like Crobat, Dedenne that we've had in the past. It's it's not going to be um, that kind of game anymore. So it's going to slow the game down and you know lead to more decision making, which I'm very very excited about.
1: Yeah. I like the 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 fact that it follows traditional evolution chains.
0: Like, mm-hmm. um,
1: so I feel like an a, a craftsman that wants to create a a tricky deck can really come up with something different because maybe you, you, I'm sure there'll be a Gardevoir EX at one point in time, or you can, or are they playing the shining Arcana Gardevoir, like just a regular Mm -hmm. single prize Gardevoir or is it Galate? I don't know. Uh, Like just the amount, because it follows a regular evolutionary chain and it's not just, let me slap the V down and then I can hit with the bigger thing that comes after it. You can do more things, like, out of the box that might be right. uh, unconventional and more, more
0: intriguing along the lines.
2: Oh, for sure. It also,
0: it also would make it harder for your opponent to instantly identify what you're playing because there's so many different options. Even with that, with that basic Pokemon, you can go a couple different routes. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen
1: them put a lot more interesting abilities in Stage 1s that are in Stage 2 lines. Like not necessarily just stage one, um, but like um, like the, the Corellia is getting a cool trade ability um, in that line. There's other, like we've seen a cool Magneton before that, um, that's not, not legal anymore, but we've seen a cool Magneton before. Like just things that, um, something that might help you get along the way, um, like a drizzle, shady dealing kind of thing that helps you get to that second stage um i'd be interested in more cards with those types of abilities and stuff like that or or more evolutionary advantage abilities like caterpie
0: so you can just go right (laughs) right to butterfree but right to butterfree i I agree Um, i also no i'm excited oh sorry i was
2: just gonna say that i think it's gonna be a bit more exciting for people who do enjoy playing those single prize decks too um even Mm -hmm. with the massive hp that we were seeing for example on magnazone with 330 um I think with the kind of preparation that they have to do to get all the way to the Magnezone EX, gives opportunities for those single-prizer decks out there to have their fun too.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. And do you think with this kind of mechanic and having such a prevalent stage two out there, cause we haven't really seen that most of these V V maxes, V stars right now are stage ones. um, Do you think that also, you know lends to decks with rare candy being more viable um, as a strategy because i think right now i think the consensus is if you are playing a deck with you know four of rare candy that you're just not fast enough and the deck's just probably not good enough
2: i mean not to just throw all my emphasis on magnazone ex here
0: right, but right. they're a perfect right. example
2: of it and if, even if you see, I mean, it might be just, you know, one turn behind maybe with getting the combination of I have my Amazonia X in hand and my Rare Candy, but for one energy that it shows, for one Lightning Energy, it does 50 times for each energy card attached to your opponent's Pokemon. So that one energy payoff, just to make sure we have those two card combos of the Rare Candy and the Pokemon in hand, can really accelerate in the end. Um, but mm-hmm. it's the, how do we get from A to B so that C can happen?
0: Exactly. No, I'm, I'm excited for, for the new mechanic uh, changing up the game. Uh, but yeah, um, going from, you know, in the future, uh, we still have what this next format uh, or this next tournament here in Baltimore is going to be um, this last kind of hurrah for this the current format we're in because I believe the day the tournament starts is when everything's standard legal. So we're not going to be getting um, any of the new sets um, will be, uh, or not being able to play any of the new set. Um, so, what are some decks? I mean, I know we kind of watch worlds, but what are some decks that you would be watching out for?
2: Um, probably anything that wants to mess with the Lost Zone, honestly. I can, I'm not too certain as to what exactly to anticipate from Lost Origin itself as far as a deck goes. Um, I've definitely heard lots of hype for the fun Rotom. Um, and I know that there was um, another recent interview with um, Aerodactyl V-Star being brought up, but it's got such low HP that right. I don't know how viable that's going to be. Um, I think Poison has a lot more fun with this set for sure, though.
1: Right, the Sneasler. Sneez- between between
2: Sneezler. the Sneezler, um, and you can be pairing that up with such as Drapion, um, or even as I saw today at the pre-release, people playing dust Docks and magically pulling the sneezler and they're dropping off so many damage counters during checkup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrifying,
0: right. <laughs> uh, do you think this is going to change the metagame, um, you know, drastically or do you think it's just gonna be like a slight change where there's maybe one or two um, decks that are viable?
2: I kind of wanna say slightly, um, I would say the biggest thing that would cause for any sort of concern for players is literally the Lost Zone itself. Not so the Pokemon, but the Lost Zone itself. Um, the right. discard pile that cannot be touched um, more or less. So where where the set takes it from there, I really do hope that we see some more Lost Zone aspects added and it's not just, okay, here's this cool mechanic and we're going to kind of brush over it and on to the next.
0: Oh, I think we're going to have to be dealing with the lost zone for the next two years where the maybe not in this set, but there'll be some viable strategies yeah. um, and, and consequences when it comes to the zone. I hope I hope they keep it going even when they start bringing
1: out Scarlet and Violet cards, maybe not in force, but just in the fact that they will print a card that interacts with the loss zone at mm-hmm. one point just because, you know, you'll have cards that interact with the lost zone for two years. So
0: right. I tend to agree. All right, I think that's going to about do it for me. Unless Chuck, you had any other questions?
1: No, um, that that covered everything that I wanted to cover.
0: Um, right. I mean,
1: I mean, I kind of missed the point. I uh, we talked Lost Origin just now. That was the first time, but we are doing the pack battle. What is the thing that you want to get in that
2: pack battle? Can we? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think perhaps the biggest card that everybody has their heart after, which I would not be surprised if people agree with me on this one, but the Alt-Art Giratina is stunning. It's so chaotic. It's so true to the Pokemon itself.
0: So busy, though. It is busy, but it's so
2: true to the Pokemon in that aspect. True. So there's mad respect for that. Um, I know a lot of people have their eyes um, set out for... Finally receiving, despite right before rotation, um the Mitsuhiro Arita trainer gallery Eternatus V Max, for sure.
0: It might not be. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it might not be that playable right now, but it is so stunning.
0: Right. So for me, I mean, I think I want the Caratinas for you know the meta, um just the basics. Um, but if I'm going for pulls um you gotta get that that black and gold chunky chew right
2: oh yeah I, all the chunky chews in the set
0: yeah i i i really that's the that's the poll card that i want is to have a friend next to the, the the rainbow chunky chew i need the black and gold
2: we didn't have a, um the only black and gold card that we had pulled today at the pre-release was the mu v max but we did see it right away
0: that's that's awesome does anyone know that's if there were in this fun. one
2: um not to my knowledge. I know that uh Leon's art is finally in it. The Rotom, um, the alt-art Rotom V is amazing. Um, it has a playful art style in a way with a bunch of junk everywhere that the breakdancing mm-hmm. genesect V reminds me of.
0: Yeah, right. I see that.
2: And uh, Jake, I'm surprised you didn't mention the, the Leon's art trainer gallery card.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I completely forgot about that one, to be honest with you. I still love that deck. Um, you know, I added the Radiant Zard to it It um, made the deck that much better. It's just just, it's just it's always just missing that part, um, but the deck, when it rolls, it's fun. So, um, yeah, I, I'll probably need to get a few of those to, to add to the deck. Because That's one of those decks, like Chuck said, where that deck will never be disassembled for me. Um, even after rotation i'll always have it ready for for a game (laughs) Well,
1: speaking of
2: chuck what are you after
1: in this train i just realized this training gallery i need like all of them
2: all of them Um,
1: uh, so uh out of the set i actually personally think the gear the gold giratina looks the best out of all the giratinas it's very dynamic Um, the just giratina face just goes with the gold card and i just it that is the the card I want out of it I also think uh um Volo looks really cool full art Volo um is a really cool card um but out of the trainer galley oh my god I'm just looking at it and there's so many uh I need full art Lysander because I'm I don't know why but Lysander's my bad guy <laughs> um so he's the guy I need like I I've I'm the guy that plays Lysander in all of my GLC decks like everyone else is still playing boss or or what I was like I Lysander for win thanks no, no it's all know. about Giovanni but he's, he's <laughs> a bad guy <laughs> uh, I don't know just the the hair I think it's the hair um, but then I realized there's there's uh, I mean he's not playable anymore but Senescorch scorch that Turner trainer gallery is so cool with uh, I think it's I think it's kabu, it's
2: kabu yeah
1: standing on his right. tail. Um, and then and even the V is really cool, and then there's Orbeetles as well, which is another card that I've really liked.
2: It's so nice to see them bring back older older trainers we haven't seen for a hot minute, like Bugsy, or even in Astral Radiance, there's the uh Obama Snow with Price, too.
0: Right, right,
2: so lovely. No, they're,
0: they're knocking it out of the park with uh with the trainer galleries, um, on all these sets. I hope it's a thing that they don't kind of get rid of um anytime soon. Yeah, I really been- like the
2: thing. Just- Lots of great reviews for it. So, Pokemon Company, if you're listening, please don't stop what you're doing. Yeah,
0: please
1: don't. I really right. do think though that the out of the trainer galleries, though, I don't, I don't think a lot of them have been big, like hitters, like collection-wise, um, like for like, uh, usually like like a money card or something like that. You don't need that, but I, like
0: like so, I
1: think okay, that Eternatus on. VMAX, that art is just so stunning on a card i think that might be a big card i don't know Maybe.
2: i mean that is by arita sensei and he's been around pokemon company since the very beginning he's responsible for the original chonkachu pikachu card so
0: there we go yeah yeah i'm i'm going for the black and gold for sure all right chuck i think that's going to do it now um we've we've gone a little over probably um had a blast uh, um as always uh hanging out talking pokemon with gumi uh but before we let you go um you know what time it is it's that time for shout outs plugs um the floor is yours um so go for it
2: um in case you haven't heard enough i am gumi gumi you can find me with that handle just about anywhere facebook twitter twitch and instagram um i love art feel free to send me and tag me in any fun kind of cute goomy artwork um but i want to give big shout out thank you so much for having me triple p uh yet again it's always fun messing and uh nerding out with the two of you um mad shout outs to team northwest all of my local professors as well and of course the person who i would literally not be here without uh mama all the love to you
0: Well said. Well, thank you again for joining us this week, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. See ya! Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh
1: Pokemon Podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly?
0: Yeah, you can get me at Penux one on Twitter as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and
3: gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.